are your favorite Pokemon? My favorite Pokemon? Oof. So, obviously, it's one of the original three. Uh, I would say either Blastoise or Charizard. And yours? Basic bitch. How is Basic bitch. <laughs> uh, well, tell me no, your eccentric no. uh, oh, one then. Well, it's a baby choice. Um, baby. Pikachu. Who? Eevee. Eevee. Ah, why? Why Eevee? Because I'm a, a little bitch who can't decide, so I want the Pokemon who can turn into t- ten different Pokemon. Uh, interesting. Uh, I was in your opinion about all the new uh, uh, evolutions. First, you had like the well, uh, Vaporeon, uh, Jolteon, and Flareon. Yeah. Then you yeah, got uh, the Espeon and Umbreon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought they were you... cool as well, but then you got like all these weirds. Uh, then you got uh, Glaceon, the ice one, and you got the grass one, but I don't remember its name. And everything after that, I have no clue. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, Eevee's pretty cool. True that. Now, now, now for the grown-up version of this question. Who's your favorite Shin Megami Tensei demon? <laughs> uh... No, no, you can't say Mara. Is Mara the one that looks like a penis? Yeah, it's one of the few that look like a penis, but well, it's the big penis on the chariot one, yeah. Ah, fuck, okay, yeah, then I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and yours? Um, Thor's design is fucking cool. True, true. Thor, Odin, and Loki look really cool in the in the later games. Nice, okay, those are valid picks, yeah. It's not Jack Frost or Mara, but, you know. I really like the design from Odin as well. Mm-hmm. It's such mm-hmm. a new design compared to what you're used to. Yeah, exactly. That's why I like them. Yeah. I remember so seeing... Uh, futuristic. True, yeah. I remember seeing him in uh, Persona 5, and I was, like, very surprised. Wait, that's mm-hmm. Thor? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know what they look like? They look like um, you go to an alien planet and you see this futuristic ancient tech. Mm-hmm. That's what their armor looks like to me. Ancient future tech. <laughs> uh, true. Yeah, I agree. But of course you can't talk about Thor without talking about his design in God of War. Which also looks really cool. True. It's such a very different take on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really like the idea. Yeah. Very original. Mm. <laughs> I was a um, bit afraid they would be going for this uh, Marvel tour look. <laughs> and, uh, glad they didn't. <laughs> yeah, thank God. I think Loki looks kind of boring, though. Uh, nah. Uh, Loki for Shin Megami, you mean? Or... No, uh, God of War. Nah, he's just a boy. Boy!
Welcome to Lamp Party. <laughs> Welcome again. Uh, the resilient gaming podcast on the internet. Uh, but you know, we just want to have some fun and we like talking about games. So why not record it and share it? And the only one featuring us. That's very true. But who are we? Well, if you want to know that, you should listen to episode one. <laughs> the worst hook ever hey it's just it's the truth so uh, can't argue with that repeat our names if we wanted to if we really wanted to (sighs) okay 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 so my name is Jarno that sounds foreign what the fuck is that that sounds what foreign what the fuck is that that's not English that's not American My name is Yarno. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> or uh, it's uh, most international colleagues uh, pronounce it as Jarno. Yeah, I'm, I'm Ilyas. That's, that's even worse. That sounds, sounds Muslim and airy. What have you been up to? So, what I've been up to, I've uh, tried out some new world, played some Far Cry 6, um, Watched some uh, League of Legends Worlds, of course. <laughs> um, that, and thought about, hey, which games do I want to continue playing? <laughs> and what about you? Mm-hmm. Let's see. I've, I'm still watching the uh, Let's Play I told you about last time. Um, mm-hmm. There's still episodes coming out. I, I thought it was done, but it wasn't. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, let me think. I played some Metroid. I played some Zelda, and I am just chi- still chipping away at Dragon Quest XI, which I will be talking about later. But what do you want to talk about? So I've been watching some uh, My Hero Academia, of course. Oh shit! Yeah, I. Um... So I finished the Stain arc. Nope. And then I... That's very good indeed. indeed. Yeah. Because yeah, you wanted to stop before, uh, after season two, I think? Uh, yeah. Halfway in season two. Like you, you felt kind of done. And then I told you, nah, please keep watching. Yes. You did. Yes, exactly. And I'm now at mid of season three, I think. Okay. Yeah, so the summer camp uh, has been done, and it's uh, yeah, it's very fun to watch. Uh, it's like you, you just put it on and watch a bit brainlessly, but still get entertained. Yeah, it's a very safe show; it doesn't do anything out of the ordinary, but it's a lot of fun. Like I, I still have a lot of issues with. All... <laughs> um, okay, let me put it like this. Momo's design is a fucking problem. Yes. It's a <sighs> real shame what they did to her. Yeah, I uh, uh, I watched some of that too. Uh, I've actually been watching quite a few shows lately. Oh, uh, such as? I'll, I'll, I'll get to that in a bit. Do you have any, any more thoughts to share about My Hero? Uh, watch it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the takeaway, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, let's see. Uh, I started watching Squid Game and I'm almost done. I have like two more episodes to go. Nice. Uh, have you watched any of it? 
Uh, no, it's already too popular for that. Can't be hipster oh. anymore. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> nah, it's on my list to watch, but just haven't. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you know the the it. setup? Uh, tell me. So, uh, it's a Korean series. It's about people who are in debt, like bad, bad debts. Uh, the main ga- uh, the main character has a gambling problem, and they get invited to play games of death. And if they survive until the end. They will win a shit ton of money that can help them out of their problems. Nice. Yeah, it's at times it's a big critique of capitalism. At other times, it's kind of confusing. Kind of confusing in general. Um, the thing is, uh, I've watched an anime called Kaiji Ultimate Survivor, uh, which is mm-hmm. basically the same setup. Uh, but the games that they play in Kaiji are way more thought out and one of my biggest issues with squid game is that some of the games are designed in a way that the participants have to become bad guys they have to lose their innocence they have to hurt other people to progress Mm. Um, and it makes it hard for me to empathize with the, the main characters like kaiji um, some of the in some of the games it's optional to hurt others, but it's not a prerequisite to advance. Yeah, yes, I can imagine because then. So imagine those games were real. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, this is some dark web shit. I know this is happening somewhere. Oh, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, please continue. So, imagine you're doing this, organizing mm-hmm. these games. And of yeah. course, you want the best person to win, right? Yeah. Why would you want that person to hard uh, to be the one that's f- the most okay, basically, with hurting other people? Yeah, and that's where my um, issues with the critique on capitalism come in. To win these games, you have to be cutthroat, which uh, quite literally, actually. Now that, now that I think you need about to cut it. throat. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and that's not a critique of capitalism because that's how capitalism works. The game shows these people in like messed up situations in the real world, and this is a chance for them to get out. And I, I think the person who sets the whole game up really believes that because apparently they believe in equality. Because within these games, all these people are equal, but that's also not true because different games test different things. Mm-hmm. So, like, the, the critique of capitalism kind of falls apart for me in Squid Game. Hmm. Um, That's a bummer. Yeah, and but overall, would you recommend watching it? Yes, I would, because there's some uh, good character work. Uh, there's great acting from several people. Um, nice. Like, and most, of the, most of the actors are really good. That's one of the best things, and... Some of the stories are written in a very interesting way. Also, they they kind of put a value on a human life. Uh, the the way the the payout works is there are four hundred and fifty six competitors, and for each one of them that dies, you get a certain amount of money. So, the more people die, the larger the the prize pool is, and the less people you have to divide it by. 
which is kind uh, of fucked up. Yeah. That, but you, like for every person who dies, a set amount of money gets added to the to the jackpot. I calculated what a human life is worth in this game, and it's about seventy two thousand euros. Hmm. So yeah, if you've ever wondered what what does a human cost these days, like what's the value of a human life, seventy two k. Well, actually, so we're living in the Netherlands, and in the Netherlands, they have decided that our human life is so invaluable that they can't put a price on it, and that's why you get like these weird fines for people that, uh, uh, for example, accidentally cut, uh, took someone's life in a traffic accident, you name it, like uh, two thousand or something. You're like, what? That's so low. Well, in other countries, such as I think the USA, uh, a lot more, there is an actual price they put on what is the value of a human life. I don't know uh, what it is, actually. uh, I I don't think the US has an actual value for human life, but they they do seem, like in in, um, those kinds of lawsuits, they do really account for a life as something that's very valuable in monetary terms so like if you accidentally kill someone and you have to pay a fine then it will be really high and the only way that i can think of actually like put a monetary value on a human life is to look at um lost productivity of that person like take your take your salary, your monthly salary or annual salary times the number of years till your pension. Yeah, that's pretty that. interesting. Uh, yeah, but just also to look at the raw number. So, yeah. for example, in Australia, it's five point one million for a full life. Yeah, two hundred twenty-two per thousand per year. Oh shit! I actually yeah. have a number. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, United States, 9.6 million. Billy! They actually have numbers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> according to uh, different estimates, life value in Russia varies from 40,000 up to 2 million. Well, oh. what would that depend upon? <laughs> <laughs> How close are you to to Vladimir Putin? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so wait, let me let me do my um, the calculation I made. What I would be worth <laughs> according to my own calculation. So I'm 28. I would have to work till I'm 67. With a bit of like luck, that. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then I'll I'll just take my salary that I had in my previous job. Um, that's 39 years. Right. Um, and of course, uh, in theory, you should get a 5% increase of income every year. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I'm, I'm using my phone calculator right now. Um, but with, without the annual increase of 5%, which makes a big difference, by the way. Yeah. Um, but without that, uh, it would be 1.6 million, roughly. Oh. That's more than I expected. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you needed to to give money back even. <laughs> I'll do anything for five euros, dude. Come on. 
so that's Squid Game. <laughs> nice. Okay. So after I finished My Hero Academia, I think I'll pick it up. Oh, you should. Um, real quick, uh, the other things I'm watching uh, are three animes. Um, nice. Oh, by the way, I I watched um, an anime movie, uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Wing Hathaway, which is really good. Yeah, mobile yeah, it's... Gundam. Yeah, damn. I think it's surprising. First of all, this is the most beautiful anime movie I've ever seen visually. Secondly, uh, I think the dialogue's really good. Like most of it doesn't sound like typical anime dialogue because you know what that sounds like, right? Mm-hmm. Like anime dialogue always needs to explain everything in detail. Like like you can't have subtext. This movie actually used quite a lot of it. Like it had some moments, and I don't like the uh, one of the characters, Gigi, who's kind of sometimes she's a trope, sometimes she's not. So, yeah, I don't know what to say about that. But like, it's beautiful. Everyone should watch it. It's it's even on Dutch Netflix. That's saying something. <laughs> Whoa. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So and how else is it called? Uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Hathaway or Gundam Hathaway. Okay, nice. Uh, the other three things that I'm watching, I'm watching um, four, actually. Jesus, I'm watching a lot of anime at the same time, <laughs> depending on what I'm feeling like that day. I noticed. Um, uh, great teacher Onizuka, about a former a criminal who wants to become a teacher. Um, okay, okay. Uh, Devilman Crybaby. Um, I tried watching it once, it didn't work for me. But then I gave it another shot and like halfway through episode two it clicked and then the other one is uh Mushishi and um you know about the anime roulette in the Discord? No. It's uh it's a pretty cool thing. You can sign up and uh, every month you get paired up with someone, you pick an anime for them to watch, they pick an anime for you, and you have to watch it before the end of the month. And, um... <laughs> I can already imagine someone picking one piece. <laughs> You're like, yeah, no, oh, no, fuck. there's rules for that. There's rules for that. <laughs> I think I think 26 episodes is the, is the limit. Oh, um, that's doable. Yeah. yeah, it's very doable. But I, I filled last month, so I have to do it this month. Um, Twice. My partner... Gave me Finland Saga, which is about Vikings, and it's really cool. Um, and I'm at like episode twelve, I think, so I'm about halfway. Okay, it's only the twelfth. Sweet. <laughs> but do you even have time for something else than watching anime, playing games, and watching movies? <laughs> I mean, Aww. who needs sleep? That's Let's be honest. True. Who needs sleep? And, and polar and, bears and, need sleep. Regular bears too. Winter's coming. <gasps> Please don't talk about Game of Thrones. Oh, oh, Jesus! Oh, I didn't even intend. I didn't even mean to. Sorry. You're the one here with a Game of Thrones reference. So, talking about movies, by the way. Go ahead. I watched the new Dune movie. It's out. Uh, yes, yeah, out, man. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, you should go watch it. Really it's, missing uh, out on a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's uh, how how can you miss out on so much stuff <laughs> when you're watching so much? Oh. 
<laughs> but it's very good. It's uh, um, it is a part one, and it's very obvious. Uh, but the world they uh, they build in that one movie, uh, I thought it was very good. Uh, and I'm very excited for part two. I did buy the books before it already. Um, the co- uh, the back cover of the book basically spoils the whole first movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm a. I picked it up again and started reading. So, uh, yeah, you should definitely go watch it. It's very good. Also, very artsy for uh, such a big. Uh, yeah, I'm looking yeah. at the I'm looking at the cast now. It's a Denis Villeneuve movie, so that explains it. Yeah, it's an interesting cast. It is. It is. Oscar Isaac as Lido. Cool. Yeah. So. Uh, Go watch it. I will. I I can't. I don't really want to spoil anything about it, especially since it just came out. So I can imagine people not having seen it. It's just, mm-hmm. uh, it's very good. It is a part one. Expected to only build up the world with some stuff happening, uh, which is kind of predictable because it's only the beginning of uh, the story. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, what's happening at the end of the movie you can already see coming very f- soon. But yeah, that I think that's very obvious that you for uh, such a movie. Okay, uh, it's way more artsy than uh, you'd expect a Hollywood blockbuster to be. Mm-hmm. And soundtrack by Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Yeah, if uh, the resident convinced you, that probably will. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a big Hollywood sci-fi movie. Of course, Hans Zimmer did this. <laughs> True, and um, it's uh, very unique again, uh, or okay. typical Hans Zimmer, but unique for the movie. <laughs> cool. How the hell do you pull something off like that? Uh, have you have you seen other Denis Villeneuve movies? Kick-Ass, right? What? Uh, I definitely have. It's just uh, uh, Kick-Ass uh, is he- from him. Oh no! Um, he did Prisoners, um, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, forty seven. I don't, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. And uh, oh, what's that movie about? Uh, making contact with aliens, learning to speak their language. Isn't it Arrival? Arrival. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, I have his EMDP page open for me right now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and um. Sicario is his as well, and he also did this other movie, this weird one with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, Enemy. Enemy, that's the one. Enemy, ah. This guy made some good-ass movies. Yeah. Uh, by the way, yeah. there is also a Dune TV series coming, mm-hmm. uh, but that one isn't produced by Amazon, it's by HBO Max. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. Good to know. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, are we going to talk about games or what? Nah, let's forget about that. Fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> nah, let's talk about some video games indeed. Uh, 
Because some interesting oh. stuff came out, interesting stuff happened, exciting stuff happened. So let's talk about what we've been playing first, though. Let's not get to news just yet. Yeah, okay. So what have you been playing? So, you know how Metroid Dread came out? Mm-hmm. I don't have a Switch, so I went back to the GBA <laughs> and played Zero Mission. <laughs> oh, man, this doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> I, I actually went back to uh, a bunch of GBA games. Uh, I played Zero Mission, um, which is a really good game. Like, I like when a game feels intuitive. What does that does it do to make it feel intuitive? It's it's an old Metroid game. I think it's a remake of the original Metroid um, mm-hmm. for the NES, and it's basically uh, it, it's like. It kind of feels like Baby's first uh, uh, Metroidvania. Because it's you walk up to something you can't pass, you look for another way, you find something, and you immediately know, oh shit, I need to go back there and do this. And some Metroidvanias, like for example Hollow Knight, I love Hollow Knight, but sometimes you will get a power and you have to go back 10 screens, like from what I remember, like. I might be wrong on this, but like it felt like you had to do more to use your former power. Like this, like everything just clicks together so well, and there's a flow to the game. Like you never slow down. Like you just keep going. Um, the only thing that stopped me were a few boss fights. So I I, I loved that momentum that the game had because of how everything just clicked together. It kept you going instead of that you're searching for 15 minutes. Where the fuck do I go next? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Only, nice. only thing. Um, uh, what was it called again? Uh, the shine ball or something. Um, it's like this technique that you. The shine spark, which is a technique you can do in the game, which I couldn't figure out and I was stuck on one bit. Uh, that's the only thing I had to look up online. I I didn't I don't know shit about Metroid games. I played Super Metroid once upon a time, a, a, just a little bit, but that's nothing okay. in the game. Nothing in the game tells you about the Shine Spark. At least I couldn't find anything. But it's something you need to progress at at a certain point. What is the Shine Spark? It's a it's a technique. Uh, at some, um, one of the powers you unlock is a, a sprint. But you, um, you do is you sprint, but when you sprint while going from one screen to the next, um, you can break and um, go back to the previous screen and like keep building that momentum where until uh, Samus starts glowing up and shining, hence the shine spark. Then when you do a jump and press a direction, like either left or right. Then uh, she will turn into into a ball and propel in that direction at a really fast speed. Mm. You can use that to open certain walls and and whatnot. You'd expect a game to tell you about about it. Yeah, like maybe I skipped over it or something, but I couldn't find it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's Metroid. That's nice. Yeah. So. Uh, but I've been playing. Whew. So uh, I did some new world. Uh, was very fun. 
I know that that is by Amazon. That yeah, much. true. Yeah, that's, that's all I know about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, so it's kind of it kind of plays like a, a third-person action RPG in an MMO world, and that's the thing that really drew my attention to it. Like you don't click and have this massive uh, hold bar with ten thousand spells. It's just you have three spells. You move with uh, uh, your normal arrow keys or WASD. Um, crafting is very fun to do. Gathering is very fun to do. Uh, PvP also very fun. PVE not at all. Yeah. And the quests are a bit meh. Um, so yeah, I'm very curious on where it will go uh, in the future. Because I do think they can make something really good out of it, something really beautiful. Because the game already looks amazing, by the way. Okay. Um, it's just the uh, the quests are meh. I luckily play on a queue, uh, server which uh, has a very low uh, queue time, <laughs> uh, so that of course helps because those were really, really bad at the beginning. Uh, also, switch servers, by the way. Like I started a new one on another one. Do avoid those queue times. Um, and it's uh, placed in this kind of like colonial age with muskets, uh, swords, uh, and a bit of magic. But yeah, the quests are very repetitive, uh, and that's just kind of makes me go mad right now. Um. A question: um, What are this game's influences? Like, like for example, Genshin Impact and uh, Immortal Phoenix Rising. Is that what it's called? Like they're straight up Breath of the Wild clones. Yeah. Can you true. tell what this is based on? Um, basically, every third-person action RPG that features swords. <laughs> At least that's how I'm feeling. Uh, feeling it. Okay. Um. In terms of MMO, I have, so this is also my first MMO, except for RuneScape back in the days. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So I don't. I I have read about like it. It takes stuff from certain MMOs. Uh, yeah. but as this one has a real f- dedicated focus on PvP. Uh, well, what? for example? Uh, World of Warcraft has one uh, is much more PVE focused compared to this one, mm-hmm. or at least what, from what I'm seeing. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV as well. So, and that is basically all my knowledge about MMOs are those games. <laughs> so yeah, okay. it's uh, I can't really say that like oh, it's exactly draws inspiration from this one. Okay. Um. So yeah. Okay. I don't know what's worse that like you can't tell uh what it's copying exactly or that it's actually a straight up clone uh, or that is so generic that you can't tell. <laughs> nah, so I think it's more my lack of knowledge uh, about the genre MMO. Mm-hmm. Because I do notice like uh things like God of War but then more reserved. Mm-hmm. Um I would say maybe the big the, the one game that comes to mind is uh, Gre- uh, Greedfall, it's called. Yeah, when, so, 
When you said muskets and colonial times, that's what I thought of as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I haven't played that game for uh, long enough to really say something about it, I think. I don't think I have uh, earned the right to say, like, yeah, it's exactly like this. Because for Greedfall, I only played, like, the first 10 hours. Uh, you play more than five minutes. You know the game. Come on. You can you can say whatever you want. <laughs> True, but still. Um, but yeah, there's that. Okay. Um, and <laughs> this surprised me a lot. So, you know Far Cry 6 came out. Yeah. Do you know what it is it is about? Um is it uh uh riots civil slash civil war in Venezuela? Uh in n- not Cuba. <laughs> oh not Cuba, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's very much looks like Cuba, but it's not Cuba, they said, so Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not Cuba. Um, and do you know who plays the villain? Giancarlo Esposito. Exactly. And I love that hmm? I love that guy. Yes. As an actor. Okay. <laughs> also his characters, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, he, he, was really, he was really fun in Community. Uh, it's true. Really surprised to see that role there. Um, so yeah, basically, uh, and it's of course a Ubisoft game, and I play some uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. <laughs> Not a big fan of that one. Played some uh, Valhalla, a bit better, uh, but I skipped, for example, Far Cry Four and Five. But being a huge fan of uh, three and i think it's wise for me to have done that because i'm enjoying this game so much it's uh it's like that that good dumb fun just brainless you you sit on the couch controller in hand just shooting some stuff uh flying in a helicopter or in a plane riding a horse uh have all these crazy weapons so i have for example i have this thing that's like a box with nine like firework rockets in it and you can shoot them all at once at something so you of course also fight tanks and then this tank comes along and then you're sitting there with your box of <laughs> firework rockets and you're just shooting it at it and it blows up and uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's very fun um, you know what you should play? tell me Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid Five, because that's also made by a shit company. <laughs> oh. and, that, and that has that has explosions and horses too. True, but it doesn't have a box of fireworks that you shoot at a tank. <laughs> but, but can you actually uh, hide yourself inside a box in Far Cry? Uh, the AI is dumb enough that you don't need to do that. But the AI in Metal Gear is dumb enough that you can hide in a box, and that's fun. <laughs> you you can hide in a box and have uh, someone ship you from one location to the other, and that's your fast travel. <laughs> Makes sense, right? <laughs> yep. 
obviously. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I heard they were talking about uh, doing a Metal Gear Solid 3 rework. Yeah, it's not directed by Kojima. So. Doesn't exist for you. And it's made by Konami. <laughs> Konami. Yeah, it's... Uh... <laughs> I mean, like, let's be honest. In the past five years, Konami has mostly been a gambling company. Um, what games have they put out in the past five years? Exactly. Oh wait, they did, of course, Metal Gear Survive. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> oh, this was a shit show. Let's mm-hmm. put zombies into this game. Who the fuck wants zombies in that game? Yeah. Um, and I heard they want to revive uh Castlevania, uh Metal Gear, and Silent Hill. And that they're looking around for studios to actually do that for them. Yeah, I can't imagine for uh, Silent Hill. I mean, I thought they already did have a studio for it, or at least the rumors surrounding it are so fast. Um, what rumors do you mean, though? Well, yeah, that whole uh, that whole studio here in the Netherlands that could perhaps no, be. No, 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 no. That's uh, that, that, that's I... debunked, indeed. Yeah, no, I'm not sure. I haven't heard a debunking of that yet. But that's that's related to a possible Kojima project that is Silent Hills, which would be separate from Konami. Um, the the other rumor is <laughs> no, it's not Silent Hill. It's Silent Hills. That's a different name. <laughs> it's legally distinct. <laughs> wow. Um, there's also, um, I think it was Suda51 and the other guy. Ooh. Like, uh, what's the guy who did the good life again? Sweary. Yeah, Sweary and Suda. Might, might team up to do that. But that's just uh, another rumor, so we'll see. Either way, it's Konami. Konami treat their people badly, and they're mostly a gambling company now. Oh, and Yu Gi Oh, of course. Jesus. Ah, that still exists. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, it's messy. You don't know? You don't know? What do I don't know? How how much do you know about Yu-Gi-Oh? How much have you watched? Like, basically the first season, I think. So the story uh, of Yugi and Pharaoh. Yeah. yeah. There are six other series that came after that. What? Yeah. But... How much do they have to tell? Like different characters, different setups, everything. Like the second story is called Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, and that's about uh, kids at a school for dual monsters. Because, of course. <laughs> and then... And then um, one of the so la- they get summoned by people to battle the, each other and everything, or...? You mean? So it's, it's a school for dual monsters. Yeah. So the ones they summon to fight, right? No, no, no. It's a school where the kids go to learn how to play the card game. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's not that dumb. <laughs> it's, uh, what's uh, uh, Kaiba, the rich guy from the original show? Yeah. Uh, after the story of the original, he starts an academy to teach dual monsters. 
Uh, and in one of the later shows, racing gets involved, and that's when I said fuck. Who? No, racing. Like, as in actual racing vehicles around a track while playing the card game. That, that was such <laughs> bullshit. That was the biggest load of crap I've ever seen. I've seen some weird shit in anime. Like, I've seen my fair share of weird bullshit, but that, that took the cake. Uh, so how the hell do you play that card game that you have like these these race tracks with your car and you need to race while in the meantime playing as a card game but it also means you have to buy both of them it's a very elitist thing and fuck that I, I'm not about that uh, do you watch Formula 1? no ah. sorry no problem I that much shit Mox, 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 Super Mox, Mox. That's <laughs> <laughs> love about that. Aww. Uh, what were we talking about? Uh, Far Cry 6 and games we were playing. Right. <laughs> so, uh, final verdict. Fuck Konami. Yeah. And Ubisoft. <laughs> yeah, it's an uh, it's, it's interesting company. Yeah. Uh, these last few years uh, so probably I, I would say if you're tempted to play it wait for sale and just buy it then uh, Far, Cry. Far Cry 6 yeah Far Cry good be soft bad yeah so talking about something that was also very bad mm-hmm. <laughs> the technical capabilities of the Battlefield Open Beta. <laughs> Go ahead. It was. So, have you ever played a Battlefield game? Uh, called Battlefield One. What about the uh, World War One? Ah, yeah. yeah I, pl- I played a bit of that at a friend's house. Nice. Uh, was this relatively soon after release, or? I think so. Uh, maybe because Battlefield is known. Or becomes uh, became known uh, for their notoriously bad releases, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then after a year, it's basically kind of fixed. And it looks like this one will be the same. Oh, wait, you mean you mean EA games? Nah, specifically Battlefield Dice games. Maker of I Battlefield remind, Dice. I remind yeah. you of uh, well, little game called Anthem. Please don't. <laughs> okay, continue. <laughs> oh. By the way, did, did, did we switch? Did we switch over to uh, news? To, well, so it's also what I've been playing. So I don't know oh, if it's yeah, really news or if it's what I'm playing. It's still on what we're playing because I still have a few things to as well. Okay, okay. So this is last thing I've been playing actually. So uh, then we can switch on to what you've been uh, playing. Sure. I, I was just checking. Continue. Take your time. Do your thing. Whew. Okay, I was almost triggered. Um, so Battlefield game was really boring, boring on my own, but it was mm-hmm. so much fun with friends. And they stated that it's like the a pretty old build, and that the new one will be that is already in a pretty advanced and improved stage now. So I'm really hoping that's the case. Because uh, I've been playing it with my friends who I also play Apex Legends with. And yeah, it was just yeah, just another game, just another game, just another game. 
and they were also different and then uh it's just very fun yeah so uh, yeah i hope so if, if there aren't that many technical difficulties on launch uh, i think i found a new uh shooter i'll be playing Uh, and what have you been playing then, except for uh, Dragon Quest? Actually, I want to talk about Dragon Quest. Oh, fuck my life. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of creepy uh, creature did you beat this time? Um, Cute creature. A bunch. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so um, I really like I really like this game, but I'm just past the midpoint, mm-hmm. and like I had some problems before, but there's a few new problems. So, okay. um, Quest is like a real throwback to old school JRPGs. It's very basic in the turn-based combat system. Um, it still has a few um, mechanics that are from like very old Dragon Quest games and nice and nostalgic and all that. Like you can only save at a church. That's that's one of the big ones. Okay, which is fine. Um, you die, and you have to go back fifteen minutes, and then you just want to throw your controller, your PlayStation. And the TV out of the window. <laughs> uh, I can't oh, imagine. Um, that's not my biggest issues. Um, one of the main things that I like about this game is discovering the new locations. And that's lovely. Like, they're all these mixes of real world, world places. Um, there's fake medieval Venice. There's fake ancient Egypt slash... Uh, Greece. Um, th- there's all these really cool places that you get to discover, and there's uh, there's a few um, unfortunate choices, let's say. Like, there's um, fake Thailand, which is part of fake France, which historically is not the best thing to, to do. Um, mm, it's... I mean, it's original. Uh, it's... Uh... It was true at at one point, like a hundred oh, years it, ago. Oh, so it, Thailand is part of France, not France is part of Thailand. Yeah, yeah. Ah, okay. I thought it was the other way around. So I was like, oh, that's that's original to do it like that. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. It's like uh, okay. You go, you, you go to the the fake France region, uh, a grand something, and then within that you have the city of um, fake Bangkok. I think num num no or something. Wow. Yeah, that's that's just an, an unfortunate thing. Okay, so one of my big issues before the midway point was uh, side quests. They are very basic. That's fine. Sometimes they have like cute flavor text, but there was one that could have been pretty emotional, but it just didn't land it. Uh, mm. you, you've played, what was it about? So you, you've played a few Yakuza games, right? Yeah. 
and the side quests are very emotional and personal and have cutscenes, even though they're low budget. Mm-hmm. This game has no cutscenes. Like you go up to a, an NPC, you talk to them, they give you the quest, you go out, do the quest, come back, and maybe you get like a funny interaction or something. This one was actually really, um, really sweet. This was an old lady mm-hmm. works at this school for only girls, um, and she found a book in the library, uh, and it was the diary of her best friend who she used to go to that school uh, with. No. Yeah. Um, and she's, uh, the friend said that she had buried, buried something in the large garden of the school. And she asks you to go and find it. Yeah. So you find it. It's a box. In the box is a ribbon, a bow. Um, like she finds it and there's a note with it. And you read the note. And um, they, they were best friends. And then they had an argument. Then they... And like, there's some lines that could be uh, interpreted as them also being in love with each other. Maybe. I'm not hey, sure about that. That's cool. That's progressive. Yeah, don't count on it. <laughs> maybe it's the translation. I, I don't know. Maybe it's me reading into it. But <laughs> you hoping that like <gasps> just seeing all this LGBTQ lesbians? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> lesbians everywhere. <laughs> um. Her friend and her got into an argument just before graduation, and her friend was to go off and marry the prince of another country. Hmm. And she drops hints as to what country that was, and that she later heard that her friend had a daughter with, like, became the queen of that country and had a daughter who was the princess. Hmm. That's one of your party members. What? Yeah, and there's no cutscenes. There's no interactions with your uh, with your party member. Nothing. What? Huh? I thought it was really cute, except like there is zero interaction with the girl who's on your party. Man, that That's... really sucks. Also, also to finish it off, uh, as um um uh, like your reward for finishing the quest is you get the ribbon. And, of course, I want to equip the ribbon on that girl for my party. Mm-hmm. Can't do that shit. Some, you can. Phew, okay. thing is, uh, some uh, equipment in the game changes the appearance of your characters, and some doesn't. Some don't. My bad. Okay. This one doesn't. You can't actually see the red ribbon on her hair if you equip it. And that is such, so lame. It's such a missed opportunity. Yeah. Like, you have such a good setup to, like, do some emotional stuff. And like, then, there's other moments to do it as well. Because you can go around the world and read books everywhere. And there's a bunch of references to people you've met or people you know. Um, or some of your party members, even. Uh, That's cool. It, it is. But, like, there is no follow-up. You, like, I would love to equip that bow on her. And that would be, like, such a cute little thing that reminded me of that one side quest I did for this old lady... And like everything happened to be connected, and that would have been so great because that's what I love about the side quest in Yakuza. But this was such a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, so, thing is, first half of the game, I'm gonna get a little spoilery, but I'm gonna keep it very fa- vague for you and for anyone listening, all, all 10 of you. Uh, 
That's optimistic. Yeah, I'm being hopeful. <laughs> I, I didn't learn from the last episode. <laughs> no. Um, so, first half of the game, you meet your party members, get together, you gather the six orbs of blah blah blah, and uh, you go on and you try to save the world. Um, at the midway point of the game, the bad guy starts winning, and you're separated. And you have to start over. And no. I, ha- like, I have to go back through places I've been to. Some of them have changed. Some of them haven't. There are a few new locations. There mm-hmm. is an extra party member. Okay. But I felt that the game early on was kind of slow. And that was nice. As you like met all your party members and slowly through their stories and like got them to get on board but then once the team was complete and you set out on the quest of gathering the orbs game got a little faster and it was this nice pace like i could put on the game for an hour and a half and collect another orb and then move on and just quit you know but it went back to that slow pace at the start and it feels even slower than that Mm. and i really don't like that Maybe it'll pick up again. I hope it does. Yeah, yeah but like <laughs> that's yeah, a like real I, bummer, I, indeed. I know, right? Uh, like I, I have way more issues, but I'm not gonna bother you with all of them. So <laughs> leave it at that. Um, maybe it's still, like maybe it's like a death note, uh, like that animated. So I mean, at some point, it just ends, and everybody, who, <laughs> everyone who watched it, knows what you mean. Like, it <laughs> no, stops at no. that point, right? There is no more Death Note after that. Wait, uh, who's Mellow? Mellow? Yeah, I don't know. No idea. Never heard about her. <laughs> so yeah, I'm about 40 hours into this game, and I've read online that it can be anywhere between 65 and 80. So okay. I got a ways to go. I'm going to take my time. How many hours did you already put in? About 40. Oh, yeah, and like I'm, I'm past the the midway point. Yeah. Oh, that's a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, real quick, I played a bit of um, Zelda: Link to the Past. Uh, you did that game. What? Uh, didn't you mention last time that it was very difficult to? Yeah, like when I was a kid, when I played it way back, I found it way too difficult. But um, because of that talk. I decided to try it again, and I'm having quite a bit of fun. Nice. Uh, I beat the second boss just now, so yeah. Good for you. Um, and final thing, um, still going strong on Bully versus Shin Megami Tensei Devil Summoner Raido Kuzunoha versus the Soulless Army. <laughs> um, and that and that actually uh, got me to watch. To try out a few more streams. Um, mm-hmm. Mixed chance. responses. I, I have mixed responses. What was uh, the most entertaining one? This one. Like I, I've I've watched more than thirty hours of this one. So <laughs> okay, okay, but the ones you check from uh, the, the ones, ones you I checked tried, out. Um, I watched. Um, stairs at play a bit of Persona Five and. Um, um, original Final Fantasy VII. Hmm. He knows quite a quite a lot of that about that. 
and the other one is um, Crystal. I think her, I think her name's Crystal, but like she has multiple A's and H's, so Crystal. Ah. Um, okay. Okay. And I watched her play also a bit of Persona Five Royal and those Ace Attorney games that came out. Ace, uh, Ace Attorney Chronicles, or something like that. Maybe I don't know what it's called. The new ones, you mean? Yeah, the new ones, yeah. I, I think they're re-releases of older games, though. It's true. Yeah, Chronicles of Remix. Yeah. No, something, yeah. So do you think it's more fun to watch Let's Plays of games you have played yourself or games you haven't played at all? Um, there's two sides to this. Um, I... I liked watching uh, those two people stream Persona 5 Royal because Mm -hmm. I played that game and uh, afterwards I learned that I could have done a lot of things way better. And I watched them... (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Uh, I I have something to say on that later. Um, But, like, Pat has played many... um, Pat stares at... Uh, has played many Shin Megami Tensei games throughout throughout his life, um, and he knows exactly what he's doing. Um, and Crystal, that was her first ever Persona or Shin Megami Tensei game, and she was completely lost. And, and it was very interesting to see her focus on completely different things than I did. So for example, in the opening, um, the opening scene where you're running through the casino. Yeah. Uh, she just stood there and looked at all the the posters hanging in the casino that said stuff like um, uh, winning is the only option and success, blah, blah, blah. Remember that? Mm-hmm. So she spent a bunch of time reading each and every one of them and not knowing um, how to use her persona. Like, I think it took like 40 or 50 minutes before she realized that the spirit behind, standing behind her during the the attacks was her persona, like she went in completely blind. But doesn't I'm not sure. Does it get explained by in the beginning? Um, I mean, it, it's pretty obvious. I don't think they say it explicitly, but it's pretty obvious, in my opinion. Like he says persona, persona and he summons Arsene. True. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, or, or like she she paid a lot of attention to the fact that when you're in the metaverse, um, your footsteps leave behind uh, purple sp- or pink splashes of paint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought this was um, just a stylistic choice, to be honest. Yeah, me too. But... It's like uh, a signifier that you're in the metaverse and not in the real world, because you also uh, like the characters also have those splashes uh, when they're in the metaverse for the first time and haven't awoken to their phantom thief or persona uh, sides yet. Mm-hmm. So just a signifier of you have now entered the metaverse. So when uh, uh, Ryuji and uh, Akira or Rem or whatever you want to call them. Um, walk up to the school and it's a castle 
their footsteps, even in that early scene, are already pink. Hmm. Which is a cool detail. Detail. So something completely different. I I like watching people who have like a fun personality to listen to, um, but also who can help me look at a game differently. Mm-hmm. Like, attention to stuff I don't, or they either really like really know stuff. Like, for example, uh, when I watched a Pat Staraset do the um, a Persona run. Um, did you know that when you're fusing personas, you, you um, below the box with all the skills, there's a, a number of question marks? Mm-hmm. And uh, if you pick different uh, attacks or skills, you, get a, you sometimes get a different number of quest, uh, question marks, which means uh, those question marks are the moves that, you're, that that persona will learn later on if they level up, which means that the attack you're trying to teach them now, they will learn themselves later on and i never oh. realized that even though i played 100 hours <laughs> same yeah <laughs> like, uh, I, I, I really fucked up on my first run time for a second one yeah uh, i'm gonna start streaming on a five royal on sunday because yeah, i um like i want to try streaming that first of all i want to do a better run of this game <laughs> And nice. um, I, I don't know, I just want to have company while doing it. Ah, nice, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good idea. Um, okay, so that's the uh, next game you're also going to be playing again. <laughs> what do you mean? A game you'll be playing next time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I'm, I'm gonna take it a, a bit slower than I did the first time, though, <laughs> which is not hard. <laughs> no, and probably very wise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, I think that's it for games and stuff we've watched, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Ooh, noise. Ready to talk about some news? Yeah, let's talk about some news. So, um, there's quite a bit of news that happened recently. So we broke it up into game news, specific game announcements, that kind of stuff, and uh, companies doing stuff, uh, like bigger news stories. So, where are we going to start? Uh, let's start with uh, two honorable mentions. So, uh, one is uh, Back for Blood has been released. Mm-hmm. Uh, made by the uh, people who also created Left 4 Dead. And it's basically a spiritual successor to it. Looks fun. Uh, mm-hmm. Surprisingly interesting card me- uh, mechanic that I've uh, so far heard about. And... It's on Game Pass. So if you have it, definitely check it out. And the second one is Nickelodeon's answer to Super Smash Bros. Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl <laughs> looks completely broken, as in uh, infinite combos almost <laughs> broken. Mm. Um, hmm? It has Brawl in the title. True. 
That's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, but it, it looks fun, especially like a game you play with friends at home on yeah, the exactly. couch. It's, it looks like that kind of game, not one that you play seriously. Yeah, exactly. Like I've uh, have you ever played the Kung Fu Panda one? No. I have. It's a lot of fun. Nice. It's not a good game, but it's a lot of fun. And that's important with these games. So I thought those those two uh, quick things. We haven't played them, but eh, if they are your mm-hmm. thing, definitely worth checking out. Yeah. Um. So you know who isn't in Smash? <laughs> Baluchi. Yeah. And the chosen undead. Hmm. I still believe like they're going to do a secret. Oh, and we have another one. And it's we have free. one more season. <laughs> uh, well, it does uh, say that there is something new. They're at least working on the next one, I would say. And they're not yeah, going to release one on uh, the same console. Yeah. Like, the thing is, um, they've put so much work into Ultimate. Mm-hmm. Such a crazy amount of detail for so many characters. It, it would be hard to believe that they'd only only keep that game alive for three years. Because it came out in 2018. Like at the end of 2018, right? Huh? Is that young? young? Yeah, it's 2018, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, like, only... Make content for three years doesn't sound fiscally responsible <laughs> or financially responsible or whatever you want to call it. So I can't imagine that this is it for Smash Ultimate. True. Uh, wouldn't it even surprise me that they either do a new season mm-hmm. or they port it to the next console because this was the one that has had everything. Before, uh, before, so mm-hmm. and with how popular ports are these days, you think there's going to be a new console? Um, who knows? It will be in two be or soon. three years. But this announced going to be soon. How soon? Okay, so the we came out in two thousand and seven, eight. Uh, let me let me check. Oh, the Wii. Two thousand six. Two thousand six, even okay. Yeah. December two thousand and six, and successor the Wii U. Two thousand twelve. That's six years. Yeah. And, and then switch two thousand seventeen. That's five years. The Wii U was not successful. <laughs> Didn't you own one at some point? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> it, was, it was not a successful console. So of course you had to own it. Of course. <laughs> I only make bad decisions when it comes to consoles. I'm gonna buy a PS5. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, we don't know yet, but um, yeah. So that's four years now. Is that right? No, five years. Four. Four years. Yeah, sorry, four. Yeah. So either next year or the year after, probably. 
I don't know though, because the Switch is really popular. Mm-hmm. And only became more popular during uh, Corona, so. Mm-hmm. So I. This kind of okay. So wait, let's. This kind of leads into another story we wanted to talk about, which is the possibility of a 4K version of the Switch. But I want to park that for a second because we haven't really talked about Sora. Uh, what's your opinion on Sora? To be honest, I couldn't care any less. <laughs> I have never played a Kingdom Hearts game. Uh, so to me, it was a kind of letdown. Uh, but I've heard that a lot of people are very excited for it. And Are you yeah. one of those? or I've never played a Kingdom Hearts game either. Hmm. Okay. Not my place to, to say anything about it because I'm not a fan. I hope the fans are happy. I hope Sora plays some cool uh, gameplay in the game. Um, so I saw the saw the headlines, Sora and Smash, and then I watched a few um, watch-alongs for the reveal. Mm-hmm. And w- one of them watched it, saw this flame in the distance, and all the characters were petrified, and then uh, woke up one by one, and they thought that it was supposed to be Dark Souls. Yeah. Yeah, someone thought that, and I was like, oh, holy shit, that would have been so much cooler. <laughs> so at one point, you have, like, you have this flame in the distance, right? And that kind of looks like a bonfire. Hmm, yeah, okay. But... That was the reasoning, but yeah. Oh, I mean, Dark Souls happen. in a Super Smash, nah, that's not going to work. What if Solar came in? Solar. Praise the sun. Exactly, but what if, what if Solar came in? What if Solar was was in Smash? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. The, yeah, it was, I don't know, man. Uh, I get you. I get you. Yeah. I'll, so the first thing that's popping into my mind is, but it's an eighteen, like a rated R game, I think. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense to incorporate that into Super Smash. But I don't think it would be the first time they do it. Doomslayer is a me skin. That's not a very child-friendly game. No, indeed. So, nah. Oh, well, anyhow, I'm not really excited about it. I'm kind of uh, neutral. Like, yeah, good for the fans, but would have wanted to see something else. Yeah, me too. Waluigi. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so, on to the next one. Yeah, so I guess we're going to talk about the Nintendo 4K thing now, real quick. Uh, sure. Yeah, that's... Uh... They, they connect. So, uh, in the past week or so, uh, Nintendo have filed for a patent for technology to upscale images to 4K. And um, multiple devs have said that they've received 4K dev kits from Nintendo. With the mm-hmm. recent launch of the OLED, yeah, Nintendo has denied everything, and a big part of me wants to think that that's just because they want the OLED to sell well. Mm-hmm. True. It wouldn't surprise me, but would you then say like there it's go- going to be a Switch 4K, or if it's is it is it going to be a totally new console? 
Hmm. Could be either, right? Like looking at the time timeline. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, it's like about DL uh, DLSS, right? The patent. Yeah, but like their own version of DLSS. And so they they upscale existing image tree to 4K. Yeah. So it doesn't need to be 4K when it's being produced. Exactly. Oh, a bunch of the games that they already have must be upscaled. Yeah. And that that would hit towards a Switch 4K. Yeah. I mean, if they could pull that one off, that would be uh, brilliant. Because uh, have you ever played any 4K or uh, Ultra HD games? Or games in that format? Oh, not sure. Huh. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know if I had. Nah, but basically, if you play on a monitor that does display it, I have your I mean, I, I have a 4K TV and a fitting micro. Does, but but no, you don't I have think... a PlayStation 4 Pro, right? Exactly. Yeah, no, my PlayStation doesn't, doesn't output in, uh, in 4K. Uh, yeah. 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 So, of course, you have like these different formats. You have native 4K, uh, upskilled 4K, uh, downskilled 1080p, of course, as well. Um these rendering techniques, such as DLSS upscaling and everything, they're mm-hmm. not that bad compared to the original native 4K. Like, yeah, of course, native is always better, mm-hmm. but it's not that you're watching at a 4K uh, upscaled 4K and like, oh, this looks horrible, or oh, you can really see this is upscaled. Oh, Especially I, not to a uh, uh, casual consumer, they wouldn't be able to tell the difference probably. Mm-hmm. No, I've seen uh, like images uh, of like the difference, and a lot of it looks good, especially with DLSS. Mm-hmm. So yeah, my money is on the Nintendo Switch 4K. Yeah, uh, especially so. So you briefly touched upon that you're going to buy a PlayStation 5 and only make bad decisions. Yeah, that was just a joke. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I think it's an interesting one. The console. Uh, a console discussion on so which one will be better this generation? That we are one year in almost, I think, or yeah. it's it's already already been one year. Uh, no, it came out in November. I think twelfth uh, of November. Yeah. yeah, one month away. Yeah, yeah. we're eleven so, months in. So far, Xbox is winning by a landslide. No. Yes, I agree. Unfortunately, it's uh, so I think in raw sales numbers, it's PlayStation Five that's winning. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, so I have a PlayStation Five, and mm-hmm. every game I want to play on that thing comes out on please PlayStation Four as well. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> some of them haven't, right? Like Nocturnal uh, and Deathloop are Nocturnal. Return, True. Yeah. So the only so for me the only one of those Demon games, Souls? Demon Souls is the only one that's an uh, that's what what you buy a new console for game. Well, it's even a, a remake, so it's not even a new game. But the Weird, system right? setters, yeah. <laughs> so the Horizon uh, Forbidden West, God of War Ragnarok, all coming mm-hmm. to PlayStation Four. Oh. Um, and I mean, okay, understandable. Mm-hmm. 
However, the way Sony is doing it with pricing and upgrading and everything, like so, f- I think for, I could have bought for, uh, if I bought a four, Far Cry Six PlayStation Four game, I paid ten euros less. Got the but got the same game for both PlayStation Four and PlayStation Five. Well, if I bought it only for PlayStation Five, I bought uh, I, I needed to pay. Two euros more. I couldn't mm-hmm. play it on PlayStation Four. Yeah. What? That's dumb. That's dumb. Yeah. Of course, it's also Ubisoft kind of pricing, but it's more the. I mean, Ubisoft is being nice by giving you the PlayStation Five edition. Mm-hmm. Because Sony says, "Oh, you want to upgrade your Ghost of Tsushima PlayStation Four edition? Yeah, then you first need to buy the DLC, and then you can upgrade to PlayStation Five. So we need to pay 30 euros just to play the game on my PS5 with the upgraded uh, adaptive con- triggers and everything. Like, oh, they're doing such a bad job about it all. And it's that the adaptive feed, or like the haptic feedback and the adaptive triggers are so good and such, like, whoa, okay, this is mm-hmm. truly a truly new experience with playing with a controller. Yeah. But. Man, this whole hassle is it is so not worth it. And then you have the so Xbox or slash Microsoft announced, of course, at some point, like, hey, we're going to do this thing where you buy a game on a previous console, Xbox One X, for example, mm-hmm. uh, and you then buy a Xbox Series X and you want to play it on that one, and it just works. You have a PC, it just works. You buy it once, and we don't care where you play it. You bought it already. And of course you thought, yeah, but that's of course normal that you do that, right? That's logical that if you buy something on PlayStation 4, it also works on PlayStation 5. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But no, apparently it doesn't. What the fuck, Sony? What the fuck? Yeah, like, there there is no rhyme or reason to it. Like, if it was just... there, There is a reason. Um, like, I mean, there is no consistency to it. That's what I'm trying to say. True, yeah. Like, if it was just, okay, the PS5 versions are more expensive to make, um, like, if, if they had a set price or, like, for an upgrade, mm-hmm. that would be fine, right? Like, for example, let's say the um, PS4 edition is 60 and the ps5 edition is 80 you pay the difference when you want to upgrade yeah that would be fair in most cases i think Mm -hmm. like we've we've had this discussion about horizon forbidden west because uh sony changed um (laughs) changed their intention right uh yeah yeah that's uh, so according to them it's us they say that like hey uh Games in a certain period after launch will be free to upgrade. And everybody thought that Horizon would be in that period because originally it was, but then they delayed it and suddenly it wasn't in that period anymore. But they yeah. got this huge backlash that they eventually said, like, oh, sorry, yeah, of course you can also uh, <laughs> upgrade that one for free. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> what a fucking joke. <laughs> Even though, even though, like, uh, there's actually going to be like gameplay and content differences in the PS4 and PS5 versions, right? 
Um, yeah, there is. I thought so. If it's basically the same game, then just pay the difference. Or maybe do the upgrade for free. I'm, I'm good with either. Just make it consistent. But if there are actually functions, like mechanics and, and whatnot, that are available on the PS5 that the PS4 just can't do, then it makes sense to pay extra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, because you put in more work to make to make those mechanics so that costs more, so therefore yeah. you need to pay more. And it's new yeah. and you had to develop stuff, yeah. So mm-hmm. in that case, I'm perfectly fine with it. It's just that sometimes you do have to pay extra, sometimes you don't, and that just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Indeed. And it brings this whole confusion thing with uh when a game comes out that you don't know what and how you should buy it because yeah, yeah exactly. let's move on this is depressing <laughs> and we have some stuff to do. Uh, <laughs> that isn't depressing <laughs> uh so speaking of things that aren't depressing uh EA claims that they need to seriously change fifa's microtransactions because uh, the current state of it is depressing <laughs> yeah very uh i think they said something along the lines of uh uh Kids shouldn't make purchases inside in their games. Then do a better fucking job of making that impossible, please. I first want Can't to see it happen before I believe it, man. Exactly. Like, don't say we have to protect the kids if you're not doing anything to protect the kids. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, uh, the new FIFA came out. Um, Yes, yes, EA. We know that you guys need to do something about microtransactions and uh, uh, what were they called? Boxes, loot boxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but now you can see what's in the box for today, and then yeah, you can decide yeah, yeah, yeah. if you want to buy it or not. Yeah, and if you gambling. don't, you get one that you don't know what's in it. So it's indeed still gambling. Yeah, yeah. I still so, like that game. Yeah, you must be so happy that you decided to stop playing it. And yep. <laughs> uh, so another interesting fact, or at least news thingy about mm-hmm. FIFA and EA. So apparently EA has stated that they uh, want to cut ties with the name FIFA. Mm-hmm. I guess and we have we have different theories on why we think that might be the case. True. Yeah, yeah, I I still think it's about a, a bargaining position. Uh, and, so, and you? And I think it's because Konami did a rebranding of their football uh, or soccer game, and they don't want to stay behind. But yeah, you you like might be a combination of the two. I think yours is also very valid. But why would they ditch the name? The thing is, this game isn't made by FIFA. Which I actually thought for a long time. Mm. I thought FIFA was actually involved, but it's just the name is attached to it. So, I don't know. They, if they can cut ties, they might be able to rebrand it in a way that strengthens, strengthens their um, branding power. Something like EA Sports Soccer or Football. I don't think they'd go for that. That sounds like a very 2005 title to go with. Um like, like, <laughs> Konami eFootball sounds better. Yeah. <laughs> like eFootball 
builds a connection with esports. Like this is the official esport for football. Ah, fair point. I haven't thought about it like that. Yeah. <laughs> like branding power is a big deal. Mm-hmm. So if, if EA can find a way to like get their name in there, e football A. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what they would call it, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I, I still think they will, they'll continue using the name FIFA. Yeah, they might. Also, they have such a strong position. Think about how much work it would be for a team to have to build this from scratch. Mm-hmm. I think it would be really hard to like, fill in the license from FIFA and build a game from scratch at this late point. So I think... EA kind of has that one for life. The only serious competitor is Konami. Rage looking at how eFootball turned out. <laughs> Isn't that much competition at all? <laughs> but yeah, there, but like... There, there is another football game coming. Uh, football all... Ultimate, okay. I think it's called. And no real uh, Ultimate Soccer. No, it's not Ultimate Soccer. Ah. It has something with ultimate in it, I think. Oh no! By the way, I haven't watched a match of football in months. A match of football in months? Why? I think uh, the super, the European Super League thing, burnt me out very hard. Yeah. Yeah, it made me very, very mm-hmm. sad and distrustful of of clubs. I think but since March, maybe, like since early this year, I've watched maybe two matches at the European Cup. The European Cup, you mean like uh, Champions League and such? or? No, 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 the uh, national teams. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the European Cup last summer. Oh. Yeah. To and, be honest, uh, and- I didn't oh, watch the Dutch uh, matches against Gibraltar no. and. Hmm? I fucking know. Never watch Dutch matches. Man, gotta support them. Fuck no. <laughs> yeah. So against uh, Norway, Turkey, and something else. I I I thought uh, thought they were really. Like they get you, you, so you clearly saw that the team was getting better and better and better, uh, and that was very fun to watch. And then against Turkey, they basically slapped them. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's it's coming along nice. Then you have to match against uh, something that that we won with one zero. Like, uh, okay, mm-hmm. which we should have won with like five zero at least, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, According to FIFA rankings, and then came G Broadway, and that one was six zero. <laughs> so yeah, like they should. It's a uh, good. We're first in the pool, looking to be qualifying for uh, World, uh, the World Cup in uh, the lovely country of Qatar. Yeah, fuck that shit. Boycott that shit, please. <laughs> okay, so anyway, yeah. moving on from football. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, did, did you find the game? 
Um, no, not yet. It's uh... never mind. Uh, GTA Online has announced that they will dropping they will be dropping some new content uh, and an exciting new adventure, uh, which sounds like a new online mission, uh, story mode or something. Probably not a new game, which is. <laughs> At the start of this year, we did predictions for like gaming news. I predicted that Rockstar would announce a new game. I think that's going to happen. And we don't count the GTA trilogy, uh, which has officially been announced. Ooh. Are you going to Oop. play it? No. <laughs> Same. <laughs> okay. The Gear Stripe update promises to fix the loading time. Ooh. Fucking finally. Oh man, it's, so, it's such an. Um, so you want to play a, a quick match of Guilty Gear? You start up uh, your console. Nah, you start up Guilty Gear, and you wait for five minutes at least. Then need to find oh, a shit. match. My break's over. <laughs> yep. Oh man, it's uh yeah. I think if they fix this, I'll be back playing it. Me too. I think. Uh... The game needs something to like ignite the spark. Uh, I hope that Slayer is the next DLC character, and I hope that this makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been seeing it online as well. Like a lot of people dropped off. Yep. Yeah, indeed, and it's not because it's a bad game or anything. No, it's a great game. Yeah, it's just uh, so I played this once with a friend, and uh, first time, and even he was like. What the fuck is this loading time? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty because especially when you just want to play next to each other, why yeah. do you need to log in for five minutes? <sighs> so yeah, uh, and they're also making some changes to uh, jump canceling, dash canceling. I saw uh, uh, faulty defense. So the Fuck you, I'm Faultless. defending now. Faultless defense. That, that one. Um, and grab breaking, I think. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah. We, we could do with a bit more of that, because grabs are pretty, uh, pretty strong. I'm going to say OP, or strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's more about breaking, so not breaking out of a grab, but more Breaking moves with grabs, I think. Oh. Because certain moves have, like, as a counter that you can grab someone out of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, and uh, I think they want to expand a bit more on that, if I interpret it correctly. I I like the pace at which they're changing stuff up. Um, Oh, by the way, I want to a shout-out to a channel. Uh, Lord K Knight, whose okay. YouTube videos are really good. They basically do streams of fighting games, and um, they upload like edits of those streams to YouTube. Uh, and uh, a lot of them are like very specific things, talking like ten to fifteen minutes about very specific elements of the game. Uh, mm-hmm. So recently, they did one about. Um, why you need to practice your inputs to get them clean and what kind of difference that can make. Um, it's like a like a 10-minute explanation. So, like, 
Yeah, that goes for both of us. We're, we're pretty sloppy. <laughs> I'm I not heard sloppy. You laugh, I heard you laugh, you bastard. <laughs> yeah, I was laughing about you because you're, especially compared to me, you're very clean with your inputs. I'm not there yet. <laughs> I'm cleaner than you because <laughs> I remember we watch it. Yeah, monkey does go brr. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's one of them. The other one uh, was about like uh, how people sometimes underrate their own character to make points, like make a point within the community. To I don't know, like as as a as a uh, status thing, they'll underrate certain characters and overrate others. Uh, make themselves look better. Like for example. Um, uh, Faust players will act like Faust is very under under leveled, but like a good Faust player can fuck up anyone. True. Or uh, a certain pro player who played Chip, who constantly stated that Chip was very bad, and then he got massively nerfed because Chip was OP. I hope he cried. I hope he cried. Ah. <laughs> uh. Like, I don't want to talk about that guy on this channel anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. Let's quickly move on to the next news piece. Yeah, which is way more fun. Uh, someone, some, some idiot <laughs> wrote that Facebook and Amazon should get a seat at the United Nations. What because with their global reach and influence in our daily lives and blah, 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 they can be considered superpowers. Let me tell you something, kids. This is how a this is how a lot of dystopian science fiction stories start off. With a big this company getting control. This is fucking dumb. Yep. You know what one of my favorite sci-fi movies is? Star Holo Wars. Oh. Uh, what Holo Ball? Holer Ball. Hmm. It doesn't ring a bell. What it's is a, it about? It's a pretty obscure seventies science fiction movie um it's about a dystopian science fiction future where six countries uh, six companies rule the world uh each one of them has a monopoly in something so like i think it's um houston electricity or something like that is the main company and uh, there's only one outlet for people Mm-hmm. Which is rollerball, and that's a very uh, hi- like hyper aggressive sport. That's a combination of multiple things, including like roller skating and uh, like it's kind of like the Yu Gi Oh game like <laughs> I told you about. Uh, but like it's it's the one sport. It's like it's a metaphor for the gladiatorial fights in in Rome, um, and anytime. One player gets really good and starts to give people hope and starts to rise above the game and above the companies that allow this game. They try to get rid of them. So either by bribing them or by having them very injured or killed or whatever. It's about this one player who refuses to play ball or sorry, refuses to play along with the companies and becomes a symbol of hope because he overcomes every challenge that the companies uh, pose. Hmm. Okay. Really good movie. It's a really good movie. 
Yeah. Uh, I'll uh, need to watch it sometime. Yeah, so Facebook and Amazon should not be at the UN. Period. Nah, indeed. It sounds like a, just a bad idea in general. Like the United Nations is for nations. It's in the name. Exactly. Why would a company join them? To give them even more influence than they already have while we're sitting here like, oh, they should have less influence. Yeah. But yeah, that yeah, bad idea. Don't do it. Luckily, it's just an opinion. Okay, so uh, shall we move on to this big list of people who are leaving their companies? Yeah. Who do you want to uh, kick off with? Well, Grand Wizard? So, well, so I first wanted to make some, uh, <laughs> make basically a statement because so uh, the <laughs> games and so the games that we're playing, of course, are made by people. Mm-hmm. And those people work for a company, so the, uh, they can have quite a lot of influence. Yeah. And uh, so I normally do, doesn't really don't really say like oh or this before like oh it's very this is interesting news or anything. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's like these people are like lead producers, directors, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they have a lot of influence on how a game should be made. Yeah. And if you dive a bit into why did some games fail, for example, it are it is because the wrong people are, were on those positions. So then Can going I... somewhere else, mm-hmm. bringing the talent that they brought to those other games, to that company, to that studio, mm-hmm. uh, to me it makes me more excited for uh, certain games from those studios. Uh, okay. So yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's what I think. That. Is, yeah, tell me. Um, in the gaming industry, we, oh, not we, the industry often presents games as made by a certain studio. Mm-hmm. Hollywood, it's very person-based. We know the actors. We sometimes no. we know the act. We know the actors. We know the directors. Sometimes we even know the editors or the directors of photography or whoever or the music person. Like you mentioned, Hans Zimmer before. Like a lot of people know mm-hmm. who that who that guy is, but most people don't know movie composers. True. Yeah. Um, in the video game industry, it's very different. Um, the presented names of studios who made stuff let's say the name bungie carries a lot of weight even though the people who worked at bungie 15 years ago or 20 years ago and made things like halo which were defining games for like ever since don't work there anymore and uh Hmm. Like, some companies go really far with that stuff. Like, the reason that some famous Japanese um, uh, game developers have these weird names that they're known as is because they had to change their names so they couldn't be credited in the in the credits of the uh, games they worked on. Because, Such- the comp- because the companies they work for, and Konami is one of them, was afraid that they would be poached by competitors. So... They couldn't use their real names in the credits. Uh, yeah, like in those very old games, right? Yeah, yeah. 
wasn't the first Easter egg even a person who put his own name in a game? The first Easter egg ever, I think it was. So if you did something, mm-hmm. then you got into this room and there was the name of the one of the persons who uh, created that game. That rings a bell. Yeah, not sure. But like, so my point is, the video game industry is still very precarious. We need unionization, in my opinion, because uh, a lot of people get overworked and burnt out at a very early age and underpaid and a bunch of other problems harassment and assault and discrimination and that needs to go first of all secondly a something that would really help is to have rules and laws that are uh, upheld regarding editing so to this day people still work on projects leave for whatever reason and they should be credited but they aren't because someone at the top who is a petty asshole <laughs> decides that they're not going to credit those people yeah oh yeah um, so the ones who do make it like your kojimas they have a lot of power within this industry mm-hmm. miyamoto Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. that's the big one <laughs> yeah that's, um... Miyamoto is the Pope of gaming. Yep. But then the lovely, smiling father, grandfather, Pope. Yeah, in front of the camera. <laughs> Have you ever read an interview with the guy? Yeah, uh, it's pretty horrible to work with, apparently. Was <laughs> <laughs> this on the bus? It uh, could be. Yeah, I think so. I think, yeah, I think so. <laughs> oh. Sorry, sorry, guys. <laughs> Like it's it's, okay. it's so it's so difficult to not mention stuff from other podcasts because that's where I get a lot of my info from. Hmm. So just go uh, listen to Let's Fight a Boss. Nah. <laughs> and Castle Super Beast and Jimquisition. The Jimquisition, yeah, you watched that. The podcast is called the Podquisition. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, ah. James Stephanie Sterling is fucking amazing. So, one thing about about it is uh, that they just continue on complaining about it, mm-hmm. about stuff, and I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, valid points, but I don't know. It's yeah, it just gets repetitive at some point, and I mean, they are journalists. Uh, uh, um, like a, someone with a lot of uh, knowledge and experience in the industry mm-hmm. so yeah uh, of course they make valid points but it's just I don't know uh, not my cup of tea anymore To uh, I want to have more uplifting gaming news like oh this is uh, Good stuff. That's yeah. Oh, I I get you. Um, I think they understand too because they make a big point out of I, that they would love to make more positive news if there was more positive news from the gaming industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. Like I, I get you. Like watching all this stuff, hearing all all this 
toxic bullshit from these shitty companies does make me very sad and tired at times. I get it. Mm-hmm. And we're not the ones who are going to change it. So, yeah. I mean, part of it. I mean, the only thing that's going to work is to like is mass boycotts. Hmm. Yeah, it's an interesting one because I don't believe that boycotting it will necessarily help a lot. Why? Or at least. So, okay. Imagine you're working on this this project, on a project, like this big project, mm-hmm. thousands of yeah. people. Mm-hmm. And you have lovely colleagues and you really love uh, the project, what you're creating, and been a fan of it for years already, and you've played it. Uh, before and finally you landed this job and your team is amazing. No problems anywhere in your team. Mm-hmm. And you hear that someone on some other parts of the project where they do uh, a totally different thing than you do, there are these nasty issues. And suddenly people are saying you should buy, boycott this game due to it. Well, you, you, as someone who created it, have never experienced it. Uh, for you, it's not going to help boycotting that product, or or maybe even worse. Imagine you were in that team that had to go through that shit, but you loved the project so much that you continued working on it because it was so dear, to, uh, so close to your heart. And yeah. then people say we're going to boycott it. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, from a financial standpoint, yes, losing money is the only way to make people make investors think like oh hey we need to change something but public image has become such an uh important thing these days and uh, look at how many companies are like oh look at how green we are for example mm-hmm. I, um, I, dis- I disagree with that and with regards to the gaming industry i think that public image doesn't matter people like companies can do such horrible things be such pieces of shit and not improve, like not improve their games, treat their employees terribly, um, literally steal from them. <clears throat> Randy Bishford, um, and people, <laughs> and people still buy. Sorry, allegedly, uh, and people still buy their products. So in the gaming industry, it like public image doesn't mean shit, and boycotts don't work yet. I get your point for the person who is passionate about a project and works on it and deliver. However, that's in way the way you told that sounds like it was an isolated incident. However, most of these companies tend to show systematic issues, so they will not help the the victims of bad behavior they will uh not fire those people because like we mentioned five minutes ago those are the people whose names are known or who do have friends within the same circle or like as the people on the board of the company the only thing the thing that needs to happen is not the people on like behind the desk making the game but the people above that Need to be forced to make changes to actually create better working environments for the people 
on the work floor. And maybe it sucks that the passion project you're working on right now has to suffer and get this bad reputation. But that is the only way that in the long term, the next five projects that you can work on will be better. True. And that needs to come, come from top, from like top down. Mm. Yeah, I, I also get where you're coming from. Yeah. So I'm talking about people leaving. <laughs> talking because... about allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a great hero, ahem, ahem, Randy Pitchford is leaving Gearbox. I want to make so many Grand Wizard jokes, but I can't. <laughs> oh, that is uh, leaving Gearbox Games to join Gearbox Studios, right? For the movies. Yeah, like uh, when you when you sent me Randy Pitchford is leaving Gearbox, I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> but no, and then, uh, he's, he's still the head of Gearbox Corporation. And mm-hmm. he's just moving to work as an executive at uh, their movie studio. <laughs> because in the movies, <laughs> movie studios, they're used to people like, uh, uh, what was his name again? Um, RV Weinstein. Weinstein, yeah, yeah. So he's he's right on. Uh, allegedly, he would be right on his place there. Uh, maybe maybe they can help him with like some VFX to make his magic tricks look better. <laughs> nah, probably not. <laughs> There's no helping that. <laughs> I don't know, dude. They made Doctor Strange look pretty good. True. Doctor Strange was actually I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was fun, but it had it had some issues. Hmm. I thought it was fine. Uh, uh so the next one, uh at least I'm probably going to mispronounce these names. Same. Ramult, Ramwald, Ramwald. Capron. It's a uh, French studio, right? That is leaving. Yeah, Arcane, Arcane is uh, based in Lyon. Yeah, but they have also studios uh, in other places. But at least I think this is. Uh... So that one, uh, he leaves uh, Arcane Studios after 16 years. Long time. Uh, yeah. And it's the reason. Who's the head of the studio? Yeah, uh, that's a big name. Uh, and and why does. Then why did right. he leave? The reason is that he thinks it's time for a new challenge and he wants to spare more t- spend more time with his family, which is like the very typical executive mm-hmm. reason for leaving. But hey, mm-hmm. good good for him. Arcane have released like very well received games over the past decade. Mm-hmm. They've done really well while he was in charge. So for sure, good job. And it also looks like the, the studio is incapable. Uh, hence. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hope so. Next up. This one's for you, baby. Yakuza creator Toshihiro Nagoshi leaves Sega after 30 years. Join Chinese company NetEase. Dude, this guy worked on Daytona games. He worked on Shenmue, uh, Virtua Fighter, um, um, Super Monkey Ball, and... After all of that, he got to create his own game, and that became Yakuza, which is now pretty much Sega's biggest title. 
Mm-hmm. And then it leaves. Yeah. yeah. Like he uh, he hasn't he took uh, more of a backseat role in the last few games, I think. Hmm. Uh, and he's uh, probably taking uh, one of like one of the people he's worked very closely with over those thirty years uh, with him, uh, Daisuke Sato. Uh, he left the company, and uh, I haven't seen um, what's it called like an official statement saying that he's also going to net ease. I don't know how I like. Okay, so first of all, they're going to Chinese com- to a Chinese company, and the Yakuza games are filled with racism toward Chinese people. So that's going to be interesting. Definitely. Uh, and I don't like the move to all these big Chinese companies. I don't even know NetEase, to be honest. Me neither. But I'm just going to assume that... You know what? I'm not going to assume. I'm going to look them up. Uh... Cyber Hunter Dia- Di- <laughs> So remember that time that they announced a Diablo mobile game? <laughs> yeah. Created Diablo by NetEase. They created NetEase. Uh, NetEase created Diablo Immortal. Yeah. Uh, two Marvel games. Yeah, I, I have. Uh... And. Uh... MMOs based on Fantasy Westward Journey. Is that based on Journey to the West? Okay. Oh no. And uh, inspired by. They also would be uh, to license Blizzard's Overwatch, Minecraft, Eve Online, mm-hmm. Little Strings Rise to War. So Looks like they're just kind of like Tencent pushing uh, existing games to the Chinese market. Yeah, and maybe yeah, because doesn't China isn't China one of the countries that has a rule that you need to uh, like, like you have to be um, partially owned by a Chinese company to do business there or something like that? I know there's a few uh, Middle Eastern countries that have that kind of rules. There's a bunch of people just being rich because they own like 5% in all kinds of companies. Could be. I have no idea, to be honest. Whatever. Hey, back to the Sega people. Uh, after they left the studio's director, uh, oh god, Masayoshi Yokoyama said that the new younger team at the studio has learned from the previous generation. Saying that you can really tell their progress in Lost Judgment and in the upcoming Yakuza Like a Dragon sequel. And I think that a lot of people, especially the longtime fans, felt a dip in quality in Yakuza 7 and Judgment. Uh, Lost Judgment looks great and I've heard only positive things so far. So, mm-hmm. I'm like, if, if it's a completely new team, I understand where that came from. Um, mm-hmm. And that makes me hopeful for the next game about each. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So for me, it's a bit funny that. So I really the first Yakuza game I really finished was Yakuza Seven. Mm-hmm. No. So I'm just used you, to that and not to the. You fell off zero hard. Uh, the first time I played it, yes, I played like maybe two hours. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is too jank. Yep. And then, uh, so, I have played it a lot more now. 
just didn't have time to continue playing it, basically. I don't know why. It's um, I'm I was just looking for this r- relaxing, stupid game such as Far Cry Six. <laughs> but yeah, uh, everything I've uh, played so far was very good. So from uh, Yakuza Zero, just need to back, take it up again, pick it up again. Like, yeah, you play a lot of games. Yeah, true. It's a bit uh, so. The Game Pass is a wonderful, lovely thing, but it's also very frustrating. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I haven't even spo- uh, thought about it in the beginning, but I also played a bit of Scarlet Nexus even, because mm-hmm. it's on Game Pass, so hey, let's try yeah. it out. Yep. Yeah. Uh, first time my PC crashed. Or at least the game crashed, very surprisingly. Okay. okay. And the second time, uh, so I don't know what it is with these control uh, ports of Japanese games to PC, but I couldn't even use my controller without having it plugged in because it would basically constantly register it as a uh, PlayStation controller, except for when I pushed in a button, then it was suddenly an Xbox controller, but it registered my like the R1 and L1 as, oh, you're moving your thumbstick to the right. Oh, you're moving it to the left. Oh, you also need to use them in combat. So it was literally unplayable with my controller not plugged in because I found out that that's one of the fixes to these issues. But Jarno. Yeah? Why aren't you playing these Japanese games in the Japanese arcade in Tokyo right now? Money. Yeah. Oh, so, oh wait, we're we're not in Japan. Oh. Oh, they they don't care. they don't care about us. No, exactly. Oh, yeah, say is that they don't really care. care. <laughs> okay. Please continue. Yeah. <laughs> um. the uh, lead designer of Apex Legends, uh, Xiang Shong. I have no idea if I pronounced it correctly, but it's the least racist way I could pronounce it. I think. Uh, okay. Yes, yeah, sorry, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, has left uh, Respawn. Uh, it's rumored that he'll be working at Gravity Well. And I never heard of Gravity Well, so I was like, oh, what is this game, uh, This company, Gravity Well? Uh, so if you look, go to their page, graffitywell.games, it's basically uh, old Apex Legends team, old Titanfall team, old Modern Warfare team and they're working on a new game and uh, it's already backed by an uh, by a studio so for those who don't know uh, first you had Infinity Ward and they were creating Modern Warfare 1 and 2 it was like oh it's all good and big and awesome but it was part of Activision and Activision is Activision. So they left and created their own studio called Respawn. Uh, took a deal with EA. Created Titanfall 1, was a success. Titanfall 2 was a success. Then Apex Legends, also a success. But EA is EA. So now they created their stu- a new studio again. Going into a corporation with another publisher again. <laughs> 
So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I know where this is going. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, which uh, publisher do you think uh, they'll be partnering up with? Um, I'm not really sure, to be honest. No? I mean, they already had Activision, already had EA. Which ones were left? Uh, well, Microsoft is an obvious one. Mm-hmm. Like, like, this sounds like they might work with Bethesda. True, could very well be. They they specifically say the Western publisher, by the way, so it couldn't be Sony. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, then it can be Square Enix either. It can be Capcom. Um, mm-hmm. And my money is on Ubisoft because then they had them all, yeah. had them all three. Like, ah, Activision to EA to Ubisoft. How fun would that be? You know, this sounds like <laughs> if if it's if it's Ubisoft, and they sound like those people who complain about their abusive relationships but move from one abusive relationship to the other. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you should read their website. It's full of fun stuff. Like, uh, ask around, and you'll get the same answer. Once your team size crosses 100 people, everything changes. Yep. It's nobody's fault. Bigger organizations just move more slowly. You need meetings just to make decisions. Choices get silent and brilliant creatives become less creative. We're not going to do that after building a team that will be 80 to 85 people at peak. And you already know, as soon as this thing comes out and it's a success, um, they're part of this publisher or whatever. I don't know exactly what kind of group partnership they uh, have done that team is going to grow to more than 80 to 85 people yeah um, uh, one more thing yeah just want to to paraphrase this comment on the internet let's just hope they get to poop out one to two very good games before that <laughs> happens <laughs> um, so yeah so I just thought of two others we haven't considered and those are Epic and Riot. Uh, Riot has been owned by Tencent. For is owned by Tencent. So is Activision. Tencent owns everything. Yeah. Fair <laughs> point. Yeah. Okay. Good um, point. Yeah. Yeah. To me, Riot. I don't. Unless they're going to make a shooter, because these are gay people who made shooters, FPS shooters. Please. So it's going to be an FPS. I can't imagine it being something else. Um, but Riot's also working on a fighting game, so there's that. Yeah, but it's not Riot themselves that are working on it. Uh, so, true, but... Okay, so I'm looking into... So if they're going to... Riot already created a shooter, by the way, then that's Federant. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so what they're doing right now, Riot Games, is uh, they have this... Uh, very big universe for uh, League of Legends and basically the universe there of Runeterra. Yep. And they have this card game and all these other little comp- oh yeah, games basically, which are f- different types of genres than League of Legends. And their uh, plan is to create indie games basically. Mm-hmm. Um, or let indie companies create games in that universe. Um, so but those are not really shooters. I mean, but these names, like what they worked on, I, I would imagine it's just a like a big 
online uh, FPS with something new in it, probably. Good ass movement. That's Apex Legends. No, no, I'm I'm talking about good movement. I'm about Apex. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, Apex Legends Apex. also has very good movement. I know, I know, I know. So um, I'm not cheating on Apex. Good. So yeah, it's uh, uh, I can't see it being right. Epic is a very good one. I haven't thought about that one as well. And I again, can see that happening. In the meantime, while you were talking, I thought of something else because uh, you said that Riot already has Valorant. And then I went, oh, but Epic already has Fortnite. And uh, what are they called? Uh, EA already has Apex. And, and they're not going it, to go back to their old. Exactly, but I mean, like, those companies don't want to divide their audience. So mm. You can get, like, you can get bigger um, sponsorship deals if you have one big game rather than a few well, somewhat smaller ones. To and be honest, that, hey, Elias, yeah. didn't we talk about Battlefield that is also owned by EA at the beginning? All right, fuck. Yeah, but those are completely different games, though. <laughs> Still a shooter. I mean, yeah, uh, something like Apex is totally different than Veteran. Veteran is way closer to CSGO. Oh. Imagine that is Valve, by the way. Oh, fuck. That's a good one. Like my, okay, my money's on Bethesda or Valve. Uh, my money is on Ubisoft purely because of the meme it would create. <laughs> I need a new I need a new abusive boyfriend. <laughs> Ubisoft, hey. I will treat you well. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm not like okay, those no, other my, guys. <laughs> my money is on Bethesda slash Microsoft because that's the same okay. thing. I think we're going to pick this one up in our uh, predictions for next year. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Depends on when they uh lose it. Okay, last person who moved. Yes, Bloodborne producer Masaki Yamagiwa uh, has joined Team Ninja. Uh, and what are yeah. they known for? What's, what's he going to make? He's going to make... So, Dead or Alive, Bikini Beach Party, XX something? <laughs> nah, so extreme. Team... Extreme. Extreme, of course. Now, uh, so they're known from Neo, and Neo is... Probably one of the best Dark Souls clones, Dark Souls clones uh, that's out there. So this is a pretty interesting move. Uh, Neo already had a, a sequel, Neo Two, which was even better from what I've heard. Um, so yeah, that makes me very excited for Neo Three. So yeah, keep an eye out, eye out on that one. It would be really funny if they. Also did like a spin-off like Bloodborne was to Dark Souls before doing Neo 3. Mm-hmm. Neo 3 and Yarnam. Neo Yarnam. So yeah, those were basically the people who left. Yeah, big list. A lot of lot of moves happening. Mm-hmm. Very exciting stuff. Okay. Um I wanna do two negative things real quick. Dude, we're on two and a half hours. 
You realize yeah, that? Yeah, I know, man. Two things real quick. Um, Activision Blizzard has been in the news a lot regarding uh, bad practices on the work floor. Um, what a surprise. And, and recently they were sued and they did a fucking blitz settlement like within mm-hmm. a day, I think. They settled within a day. They were sued by an organization that um, that stands for uh, that wants to protect people from discrimination, and I think specifically women from workplace discrimination, if I'm uh, if I recall correctly. And Blizzard wanted to settle within a day. However, more recently, people have found out that. The settlement they proposed contains sketchy provisions that would allow the company to destroy evidence that's important for the California state lawsuit that they're dealing with right now, and it would require employees to free the company from claims under California law. What a bullshit. Very big scumbag moves. Like, that's very big scummy energy. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck Activision. Last time I cut that out, but this time I'm going to leave it in. Rightfully so. Allegedly, fuck Activision. <laughs> For all the stuff they allegedly did, fuck them. <laughs> so, fuck the other one is, um, last year Sony tried to shut down the PS3 and PS Vita stores, uh, but they got a lot of backlash, so they didn't. However, I think they're slowly going to try and implement that anyway, uh, because they have removed a bunch of payment options. Credit cards and PayPal are no longer available. Mm-hmm. Credit cards and PayPal are no longer available on those stores. Rightfully so. At some point, it's just not secure anymore to use it. So, yeah. Like at, at some point, you just have to accept that, that it's over. Um, make a mm-hmm. few re-releases. Like... <laughs> like... Persona 4 Golden was stuck on the Vita for eight years. Yeah? Yeah. Wow, that's a very was... long time. I know. It was stuck on the Vita for eight years, and then it came out, and it sold a million copies. <laughs> wow. An eight-year-old game being re-released, selling eight million copies. Yeah, that's... Um... <laughs> These Atlas just do <laughs> release more of those. Anyway, uh, it sucks that they're going to shut down those stores. Um, at some point, you have to. I get it. It's not worth the money to keep it secure and keep people working on it. However, you also got to be okay with people pirating your stuff. Unless you re-release them. Mm-hmm. Those games. All I got to yeah. say. Nah, I can... Uh... See where you're uh, coming from. Yeah. yeah, like if a game is not available, like I've I've looked around a bit online for some old Shin Megami Tensei games. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are over a hundred euros. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. And I'm talking about like uh, 3DS games. The 3DS <laughs> was only discont- discontinued last year. I know which game I'm getting on uh, Cartridge. Shin Megami Tensei 5. 
Yeah, that would, I think that would be a good move. <laughs> yeah, good investments. Buy a couple of them <laughs> and be rich in the future. In a yeah, couple again, of years. I don't know. I don't know though. Like, I don't know if that still holds up. True. It is a, pop- a series that's grown in popularity over the years, of course. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, that's that. Um, are we going to talk about the Twitch hack a lot? Uh, uh, nah. I think everyone, everything that needs to be said about it has been said already. Yeah. Just change your use of password if this is the first time you hear about it. Yeah. Uh, only um, interesting no. thing, maybe, about it mm-hmm. is... Um, so... There have been clues found into the source code that Amazon is working on a competitor for Epic Games and or the Epic Game Store and Steam called Vapor, I think. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's probably yeah. coming. Yeah, I think Steam does need a competitor, uh, and Epic has been fucking that up. Sucks that it has to be Amazon, but. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yep. Oh, well. uh, but uh, so you you don't play on PC, right? I play very very few games on PC. So I have the Xbox app, Steam, Epic, EA Play, Ubisoft launchers all on my PC. Just <laughs> I don't need another one. You uh, already have or- too many. Origin as well, because EA Play is still in beta, and Apex uh-huh. Legends works with Origin. You have too many. Yep. So, yeah. But, like, it, it would be healthier if there were, like, three good ones. And not, like, you download the game on Steam to then be redirected to Bethesda's launcher or EA's launcher to actually play the game. Like, those things are bullshit. Like, they're just inconveniences for... Consumers. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it would be nice if there were like three good stores. Yeah, I can see why they do it because, of course, for EA, it's better if I buy it in their store than if I buy it on Steam. Yeah. But yeah, I don't wanna. Whatever. Exactly. Okay. Uh, so now some positivity. Yay! Woo! Hey, real quick. Um. First off, Xbox has built an accessibility database, which is a great feature. Um, a lot of games don't advertise their accessibility options mm-hmm. uh, on, like at, at the storefront, let's say. Um, you can find out a game has what accessibility options, and there's people out there doing great work uh, reviewing games based on how accessible they are, like uh, Laura K. Buzz does a lot of work uh, around accessibility, and um, Mark Brown also does an annual video on uh, like some of the best uh, best games in regards to accessibility of the year. But that's like one video a year. Um, now Xbox has built a feature where you can in the system. The Xbox system, you can look up accessibility features of every game, which is a wonderful tool for people who need that. True that, true that. And it's it's also so not a common thing in games even to be accessible. 
Uh, so a lot of games have, have a few options. Mm -hmm. Last of Us 2 has a lot of them. Very accessible. That's good. Uh, another one, and this surprises me so much, uh, Far Cry 6. Mm -hmm. When you first start that game, uh, menu speech is on by default. And you get this, you immediately jump into this menu. Hey, uh, what kind of accessibility features do you want? So that okay. you can just e immediately start the way, yes, you're not, you don't need, I mean, so imagine you're a disabled person and you have uh, trouble with uh, playing with one hand, but two hands or something. And you first need to open this whole menu before you can even select the options you want. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, that's like, whoa, this is so genius to do it like this. Mm -hmm. And also surprisingly that it came from Ubisoft slash Far Cry. Yeah. yeah. Also, um, like from, from a business perspective, um, it's just a good move that Xbox did this because it makes shopping much easier. So the like a barrier to buying a product has been removed, making purchases easier for people with disabilities, which is mm -hmm. also good for the bottom line, even though like this was an investment, but like it will pay off in the long run. Yep, sure, definitely. Good move. Yeah. Yes, your and move, Sony. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, I think Xbox needs to give Sony like 10 moves to catch up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Xbox is, is killing it. Um, finally, Eidos Montreal is moving to a four-day work week. Eidos is one of the studios owned by uh, uh, Square Enix, and they made Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and they're working on the upcoming Gar Guardians of the Galaxy game. Um, that one is coming out very soon, you know? Yeah, I know. Uh. That I do know. <laughs> um... And uh, they kind of out of nowhere posted that they will be moving to a four-day work week based on all the research that's been done in the past few years in multiple countries. And like, a lot of tests have, have been done, and it seems that uh, a four-day work week or a shorter work week or shorter work days are good for people's health and their productivity as well. So it's also good from a mm -hmm. business standpoint. They said that salaries will stay the same. People won't be impacted uh, financially uh, because they expect that this will give a boost to productivity and happiness, and like it will also probably help keep people on board longer. Uh, I think mm -hmm. one of the big issues in video game development is in people... develop software development in general, even. Yeah, yeah, good point. Like I know less about that, but um, people are crunched to death, burn out early, and that leads to a lot of turnover. Or, as in the case of companies like Activision, they will actively fire people who have a few years of work experience to get in a new batch of people who have to learn everything from scratch. Yeah, because that makes sense. I mean, it's not good for building up institutional knowledge. And, like, it's, it's good for Bobby Kotick's bonus. So that's all that matters at Activision. Mm-hmm. True that. God damn it, we dude, I wanted to end on something positive. Yeah, now you're making it negative. God damn it. Okay. Eidos, great move. I would love to see more companies do this. It's same. It's in uh, general, by the way. 
not just mm. gaming companies. True, true. I fully agree with that. So I hope uh, in the future we'll see. The, the research at least is uh, saying that it's better than 5, so mm-hmm. who knows. Okay. This was a long one. This was a long one indeed, man. Whoa. Fucking hell. <laughs> I might do some editing in post. <laughs> we'll do some <laughs> editing in post. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Uh, so yeah, if you're st- if you are still sticking around, thank you. Big thanks. Big thanks very indeed. much. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, was lovely again. I agree. Next time, let's do this in person. Yes. Yes. Uh, dear friends, thank you for listening. We will see you on the next episode. Uh, some games we need to actually make some contact info where people can like us messages if they want true true that we'll we'll get on that for the next time um yeah for now thank you for listening (laughs) you beautiful people and see you next time